Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. But you should be listening to our second podcast, A Date with the Bake, which just came back. You Yay! should be listening to both. It's Great British Bake Off. It's our third season? Yeah. So fourth season? Third season. F- fourth season. Fourth season. Third season with Jake. Fourth season. Are you sure? Is that right? I feel like it is. Wow. So it's on your podcast feed under A Date with the Bake. It's a different podcast completely. But check it out if you like Great British Bake Off and you like our friend Jake. Or Great British Baking Show, as it's called on Netflix, if you're confused why we keep calling it Bake Off. No one is confused by that. We don't have time to get into it. I'm going to stop talking. Let's go. What's this episode about? This episode is called this episode of A Date with Dateline is called The Sisterhood of the Traveling Murder. No, it actually that wouldn't make sense. It would if it was one of those episodes where the killer goes from state to state, but not this one. It's all in one place. This aired on September 30th, 2022, season 31, episode three, hosted by Keith, second Keith in three episodes. It's a Keith Hmm. heavy season. Apparently so. Interesting. Where is Andrea? Where is Dennis Murphy? Working on something big. Yeah. Both of them, I'm guessing. Speaking of Nancy Grace, Rabia like tore her a new one on Twitter and it was so funny. Okay. So this well, about episode's... what? About Adnan? Yeah. So this episode starts with Keith saying, what killed Stacy Feldman? And I was instantly like, what? Are you saying what killed Stacy, not who killed Stacy? So immediately my mind went to poltergeist. I don't know why, but when you're saying what killed her, I think paranormal. Oh, okay. I thought I Sasquatch. You thought what? Sasquatch. Original Sasquatch. Not, so you also thought- Not a Sasquatch. Not that one. <laughs> the original. The one okay. that comes out of the forest and is angry and thirsty for blood. So the phrase what killed her- instead of who is really a Rorschach test yeah. for where your mind goes. Mm-hmm. Stacy was the life of the party. Right away, mark it off your bingo cards. Mm-hmm. She desperately wanted a family of her own and was actively looking for a mate. Her friend Jan said she lit up a room. That's two. Right away. Wow. She was set up on a date with Bob Feldman. My dad, Bob a.k.a. Kimberly's dad, Bob One, on Instagram. Follow him because he wants to be an influencer. He said, a Jew. Got very excited. There were Feldmans on Dateline. And then we were all sad. Oh, yeah. Bob Feldman was charismatic, much like the other Bob of Dateline, which would be Master Bob of Master Bob's Sex Dungeon. Those are the only two Bobs I can think of from Dateline. They're the two most notorious Bobs. Yeah. So Notorious B.O.B. You're welcome. Your dad can have that. I'm Bob-sessed with that joke that you just made. So Bob and Stacy got married. It was like a fairy tale. Again, mark it off your bingo cards. They mm-hmm. had two kids. They lived in Denver. Stacy was part of the Jewish Baby University, which what? I asked my mom. I assumed I would have been enrolled. I was a gifted baby. We're Jewish. What else are the requirements? I don't even think you have to be gifted. You're a baby and you're a Jew. But apparently we were not. We were at normal mommy and me non-Jewish classes for with all the Gentiles. So am I even were Jewish? You a, Does it even were count? you a baby in Virginia? I was a baby. <laughs> what does that mean? Yes, I was a baby in Virginia. Is, does Virginia have a high Jewish population? No. 
nowhere has a high Jewish population, but except but what New I'm, York. And okay, so there are some places, but New my, York. <laughs> my thinking is that there was no baby Jewish university in Virginia. But we had a temple. That doesn't mean that they had a university. Okay. I think maybe it depends on the neighborhood. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is also something new, not saying you're old, but maybe this is something that's come about recently. Let's just how, say when my Jew card has been taken away. That's how I feel. It's been revoked. Because you didn't go to baby you, because you didn't go to Jew baby you? Do the little <laughs> babies wear yarmulkes at graduation from Jew baby you? I don't know. I have a lot I have a lot of questions about baby. Also, the only thing that I know about What do they major in? Younger Soiling children. Diapers. Is this pre-Hebrew school? Yeah, babies. How old are you when you go to Hebrew school? 12, but you are go to Sunday school before that. When you're like in elementary school, you go to Sunday school. Then you go to Hebrew school. Then you go to confirmation during high school if you're super Jew like we were. And then you go away and you pretend you were never Jewish, except you mention it on your podcast all the time. Wait a minute. I have a question, though. Okay. Yeah. If you, when you go to Sunday school, you're only going once a week. It's not like Hebrew school, you go multiple times a week, right? Correct. Okay. I wonder if the Jew baby you is just basically a daycare at the temple. Possibly. Okay. But there we go. I don't so, know if they're learning anything special. I think they do that thing with the parachute, you know, where you go, woo, and you lift up the parachute and all the kids crawl under it, but the parachute is covered with little dreidels. But a baby's not going to know what that is. That's going to freak a baby out. They're going to be like, what what's happening? Did. I remember that parachute. At being a baby? Yeah. Well, at, I don't know one? how old I was. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know. Questions. I was five. Couldn't even walk yet. <laughs> What does he say? Does he say couldn't even talk yet? Was I was five. five years old. Couldn't even no. talk yet. What is that from? The Office. Michael Scott. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Stacy had a ton of girlfriends. One of them was Linda. And she, rather than writing totally unhelpful reviews on Amazon, was a super helpful friend. She gave Stacy, lent her a magical dress. And this dress fit all sizes across the land. It was... The Sisterhood of the Traveling Dress. And I need that dress. Linda, hook a Zone 2 podcaster up, girl. I was trying to look at the label. It looked like it might be Newport News. So you can, can look you for find it on- me that dress? Online. Yeah, I can. Did, were you like, did you like the shape of that dress? I love that it had sleeves that were long. Yeah. So it covers my beefy upper arms. I thought it had slits in the sleeves, though. Oh, well, but let's, I've never let's done the check slit in, in the with sleeve. It. I'm excited. But I would try it. These gals shared Cole's cash, though. That's, you know it. I love it that one of them found just the dress that worked. And loaned it to all of and, the friends. And was like, this is the dress. You can't find it anymore. Don't try. And they just all wore it. I, but instead I of hoarding that. the dress for themselves, they loaned it. So everyone. Yeah, but friendship, well, Imagine Kimberly. the fights. Friendship. You're going to Sally's Bat Mitzvah. All five of your friends want to wear that dress. How do you decide? A raffle system? Oh, no. Then the owner of the dress gets first pick. Okay. And then, yes, a raffle system. <laughs> Just draw the name or out like of a hat. Or like people are kissing up. They're like bringing over hot dish and casseroles and stuff. I could see some of that of something like, I'll let you wear these earrings mm-hmm. if I can use the dress next Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll see. 
You like rent out the dress, like you have a schedule on the wall and you check in the dress and out like a library book. It's like rent the runway. You can yeah, do that with clothes online, exactly. except this is rent the one dress and the one is in all caps. Yeah. Imagine if you tear it and then it ruins it and no one talks to you ever again. Oh no, that dress is indestructible. That dress is like stretch nylon. Nothing's going to happen to that dress except maybe it'll get a little worn on the sides. You'll yeah. be fine. So Bob, back to the story. Bob was a soccer coach. Stacy was president of the PTA, but it's not the PTA, but it's close to the PTA. I'm calling it the PTA. It was like the PTO. Um, she had chronic pain and health issues, but she still did everything for everyone. If someone passed away, she brought in a second freezer filled with hot dish and casseroles. She was that woman. She was the, yeah. She was and now friend. it was 2015. Purim. Happy Purim, Katie. And stop. Please explain to our listeners who may not know what Purim is. It's a Jewish holiday. About what? I don't know. There's this lady, Esther, and this bad guy named Haman, and he wore a pointy hat. And so we eat these hamantashen that are supposed to look like his hat. And we boo at his name. I don't know. It's like a Is it a thing. festival? Yeah. It's like dress up for kids. It's kind of like Halloween. But when, what time of year is it? It's in the spring. How long does it last? I don't know. Probably a week. Everything in Judaism is like a week. And you're celebrating Esther's survival over ha- yeah. ha- Haman? Esther saved. It's basically the story of everyone wanting to kill all the Jews. Shocking, right? I mean, there's never been another story like that. But- that's what all of our stories are. If there was a holiday in Judaism, it means everyone was trying to kill us. And then the, we didn't die. And so we celebrate. Those are 99% of our holidays. Does that answer your question? Boo. <laughs> Boo, Haman. Boo, Haman. Boo, people trying to kill Jews. Yeah. Boo. We, but we did get a close-up of the hamantash and cookies, which I was like, I never thought I'd see a close-up of hamantash and cookies on on Dateline. So strange. Are they filled with something? Are they filled with like a yeah, like pudding? Yeah, like chocolate or jam. Usually the ones we have are like jelly jam inside. But they're like a shortbread? Yes. Very good. Nice. Okay. So Bob dropped off the kids at their religious school and Stacy was supposed to pick them up later in the day, but she didn't show up. So Bob had to go pick them up. He drove home and he found Stacy in the shower. He calls 911. He's crying. He says he's doing CPR as the 911 operator is instructing him to. It doesn't totally sound like he's doing CPR, which will be a bone of contention later. Paramedics arrive, but sadly, they cannot save her. We're very sorry because she seemed very nice. She seemed amazing. She seemed Stacey, like a lady I would know. Stacy seemed like a very cool lady, a very helpful friend, and yeah. a very great mom. Yes. This is upsetting already it is we meet detective randy dennison homicide detective he thought it was strange because she was only 44 to that i say thank you randy you're my new favorite person yeah detective a tip of the hat. everyone who said she was so young i thought i praise you she thank was you. so young yes she wasn't like a woman of a certain age it was to be expected as keith has paraphrased Correct. Boy. Thank you, Keith. I'm still not over it. So Randy saw bruises and abrasions all over Stacy's body. He thought maybe they could be from being dragged out of the shower when the paramedics tried to do CPR. Then he sees fentanyl patches on her because she was in a lot of chronic pain, but she had two of them instead of one. So he thought I'm sorry. 
That's huge. Like a fentanyl patch? Yeah. A whole was, fentanyl patch? And she had two. So he thought, could she have accidentally overdosed? What kind of chronic pain was she in? We're told that she had arthritis and Rumors then neck pain. Neck pain. She had shots for cervical pain, which I have also had incredibly painful. That's but true. I'm just saying fentanyl, fentanyl patches is for severe, severe pain. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Back things that are incredibly causing you pain. Mm -hmm. So he sort of like says it very casually. And I was like, she had a what, what? Yeah. That's not like a nicotine patch. That's a very no. serious patch. And yeah, two patches are, that's too many. Yeah, that's bad. Not. Sorry. So then he caught something quite odd out of the corner of his eye. Odd. Stacy was wearing... Odder than the fentanyl patch? Okay, Yeah, sorry, something odder. Yeah. No one is as concerned about the fentanyl patches as you I are. I was extreme. I've watched like 16 documentaries on how fentanyl keeps infiltrating. Very worried about the opioid crisis. All right, press on. So Stacy was wearing a gold and silver watch, like a dress watch. One that you would most likely never shower with. That's weird. So that was odd. What was the cause of death? She had had a rough year we are told, which is to put it mildly. So in addition to all of her health problems, her constellation of ailments, as Keith might say, she had had a ski accident. She had fallen off a ladder and broken ribs. And the night before, she had slipped on the ice and perhaps hit her head. So I am super suspicious of all of this. Either she is Amelia Bedelia or someone is actively trying to kill her. This well, is too many accidents. But now, she, how often is she taking... They also find marijuana edibles. How often is she taking those? I don't know. He said it, she had taken one the day before. Marijuana edibles Bob were legal. Bob had said that. Bob, the husband, said Bob, that. Bob, the husband, said that. They show us a bunch of medications that I couldn't get them quick enough. And so I'm like, if she was on new medications and stuff like that, that would cause you to be clumsy. It could throw you off balance depending on what they are. Also, fentanyl patches could make you a little drowsy and stumble a bit. Or someone is trying to kill you. Right. So I'm just saying there's some oddness mm -hmm. here and that. And I think that clumsiness could be caused by something else. Yes. Right. Yeah. So her sister, Susan, who's basically the hero of the story, she is at Stacy's grave and she gets chills suddenly and she hears Stacy's voice saying, Susan, something's not right. You have to do something about this. I called poltergeist. I think that's what's happening here. Something supernatural. Aww. So Aww. Sister Susan is going to go deep dive detective mode. She thinks yeah. there's always been something weird about Bob. He had no ambition and he always wanted to get a free buck somehow. In one instance, well, actually many instances of the same scheme, he would bring... Explain this to us, Katie. No. The suitcase? No. Yeah. Okay. What he would do, he would, well, he'd take a broken suitcase on a flight on purpose. And No, so then I don't think he even went on the flight. I think he just walked into the airport with the suitcase. Surely not. Yes. He walked into the suitcase or with the suitcase into the airport, put okay. it on the baggage claim, and then pulled it off the baggage claim. Wow, that's horrific. So then he would take it into the lost luggage area and make a complaint and say, you guys, look what you've done to my suitcase. It's all torn up. I'm in emotional distress. Not only do I need the suitcase replaced, but I need a more expensive one. Right. I need a Louis Vuitton trunk. 
Louis Vuitton. Here's an eBay auction going right now for one for 12000 Thank you very much. Please and thank he you. He did this many times and the people at the airport, why were they not onto him? They should have had a picture of him behind is, the counter no. like you bounced a check at a bodega. He had to do this when he flew. This had to be like every time he flew, he would do this. This couldn't be... It couldn't be that often because they would know him, right? I would think. You have to fill out paperwork. Where is he flying? He is a meat distributor. He's not a meat distributor. That's a bunch of... Wholesale meat distribution. That's a bunch of bull. I don't really even know what that is. So... It's not a real job is what it is. It's not... That's <laughs> I think a fake, it's a real job. A- we thought door-to-door traveling lawnmower salesman wasn't a real job and a bunch of no. people wrote to me and said my husband is a traveling lawnmower salesman i'm so sorry i've said this wrong i believe that meat distributors are real people <laughs> he's just i don't one. think bob was one yeah that's... i think that was not bob's job there. i think bob's you job just, you was said grifting. it wasn't a job <laughs> sorry was not bob's job bob's <laughs> job was being a grifter uh-huh. And this is a really weird grift. The airport grift to try to get more expensive luggage that then he would sell on Mercari? What's happening? <laughs> what is he doing? Here's the great time where we would insert our new segment, Red Flag Roundup. If your husband yeah. is doing these sort of schemes. What would you do? What would you do? I find cheapness and things like the and irresponsibility with money super unattractive. So... It's a huge turnoff when I see these guys on Dateline. They're always trying like a get rich scheme that keeps failing and they keep like losing all our money. I hate that. That's not it for me. I like stability. Um, Responsibility is a turnoff. There we go. Good for you. You don't want a bad boy. You want the no. very, very goodest of boys. I want a so, 401k. Here's the question for you. If I called you and said, Oliver's been doing this kind of weird thing, mm-hmm. and I let it slip that he was doing this at the airports, what would you do? What would you say to me? I would say you need to hire a forensic accountant, one of those people who goes into your finances and finds the secret oh, accounts, yes. find out what's going on. See if he's hiding something from you. Because why is he doing this really, really weird thing? Yeah. When he yeah. has a good paying job. Or Gambling does he addiction? have a good paying job? Because I don't think he was a meat distributor. Right. Okay. So, well, actually, so she, the sister says he worked in wholesale meat. He seemed to be some sort of salesman. See, like, I think he had a very shame. vague job, and I think maybe at one point he was a meat distributor, but he let people believe that he was still working for that company for many, many a moon after he had left. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So Stacy was forced to go back to work and stop being a stay-at-home mom because he wasn't good at his job or did not have a job. So, Or the sales, the suitcase grift was not paying enough. So she put up blinders to things like this because she had always wanted children so badly and she was getting older. Ladies, you know what I'm going to say. Raise your standards. Be your own Prince Charming. All of that. Stuff gets complicated. I know. With two kids in. It's rough. I know. And it gets, we'll see, it gets very complicated. A few years into the marriage, Stacy's two friends were in town visiting. They're at the house. They are both dating and looking to mingle. So they go online to log into their dating accounts on Bob and Stacy's home computer, and they find there is already an account for Bob on the dating website. And not only that, he has a date scheduled for that very night. My God. So this is shocking. 
And the friends really ticked me off here because this is a rough thing. They decide not to tell Stacy to just let the situation play out. I don't like that. I hope that means they were going to tell her eventually if it had not come up. Let me say this. The only reason I could think that they would do that is because whatever was going on with Stacy at that point, they knew that this wasn't this was only going to cause harm in a very bad way. It would be very, very bad for her to right. hear this at this point. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. In that case, you are being you're trying to make a judgment call, right? It like, is. It's a judgment call. So you are like, maybe I should hold on to this for a month and then tell her. I don't think I would hold it for much longer because I think she needs to know. But I would see in the moment maybe how you would make a decision like that if you felt like your friend was, it was going to be a problem for her to hear If I wasn't going to tell her, I would tell him, if you don't tell her in X amount of days, I tell her. That's a, that is exactly what you, what I would probably do. I did a Twitter tell poll her because right I, I was concerned. <laughs> and 96.5% said, hell yes, they would tell her. 3.5 said, not my business. Okay, so 3.5 say not my business. I'm offering another alternative of you are making a calculated decision to not tell her because of other factors. Right. And then you're going to tell her later. Right. Mm. Regardless, it came out because a woman shows up on their doorstep. My God. And says, Bob has been giving me money and we are sleeping together. And Stacy was gobsmacked. But Stacy had to go back to work because they weren't making enough money. But Bob's giving her money to this right. lady. Correct. Cool. Yeah, that sweet, sweet suitcase grift money he was giving what away. Is the, how much could he possibly be making from I the suitcase know. grift? Like a couple hundred dollars maximum? Well, not, and if you're having to pay for the flight, it's totally negated. But if, but if you're just not having to pay it, for the flight, yeah, if he's if going airport to airport to airport. With the baggage carousel. That's With a the we- same again, broken suitcase. But if you're shipping that, if you're selling it online, and the, are you pawning it? How how much money could you possibly be getting for even Facebook a nice- Facebook Marketplace? Still not that much. Yeah, Facebook Market. You'd have to be selling them locally. Right, because you Do don't want to ship into it. this? I really want to know. <laughs> I want to know. We want to know more about the grift dateline. <laughs> yeah, let's so go into the grift. They separated. Stacy separates from- Bob finds a divorce attorney, but Bob keeps saying he's going to change. He's going to change, baby. And so she takes him back. Ladies, much like your tired old skincare routine, your man is not going to change. You have to be the change you want to see in the world and your life and on your face. And the only way to make that change is by taking up with a little something called apostrophe. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of choices there are out there in skincare? Yes. I mean, when you go down those aisles at CVS, there are so many options. It's so hard to know what's best for you, what's best for your skin type, what even is your skin type? Because you think you have an oily T-zone. Yeah, that's what I think I have. Sure. You buy something for that and then the next morning you wake up and your nose is all flaky. Is there a, a something between super oily and so dry that it's flaking off in a powder? Is no, there, there's is there no an in between. between? Much like life. No gray area. 
Actually, there is. You need to find the skincare that is right for you. And that's why we are partnering with Apostrophe, a sponsor for this episode. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. All you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. You take a few selfies, and then a board-certified dermatologist will create your first customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to treatments for all kinds of acne, too. Hormonal acne, facial acne, even back, no. chest, and... no. Butney. No. They treat breakouts from head to tuckus. You're welcome. It's been so nice to know that my treatment plan from Apostrophe is coming from a real dermatology provider and that my plan was tailored to my unique skin. My unique skin at the time being cystic acne. Submitting my visit was so quick. I did everything from my phone and it was great to not have to schedule an in-person appointment because the last time I called for a dermatologist, the earliest they could see me was three months away. That just doesn't work for me Mm -mm. when I have nodules under my skin that hurt when I talk. That's just, that's not going to work out. I also love that when I get my apostrophe treatments, I take a topical and I take an oral medication. It comes in the cutest box with a little postcard and stickers so I can personalize my prescription bottle so I can pretend like, you know, I have just normal skin like everyone else and they don't need to know. They don't need to know that literally these medications are keeping the nodules at bay. Yeah. I'm so grateful for apostrophe and we have a special deal for our listeners so you can check them out too you can get your first visit for only five dollars at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline that's a savings of fifteen dollars and this code is only available to our listeners so to get started just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline click begin visit and then use our code date dateline at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you so much, Apostrophe, for putting a period at the end of my skin nodules. I mean, troubles. (laughs) Thank you, Apostrophe. Bye-bye, nodules. Katie, if a man named Bob appears on Dateline, is he a murderer? If a tree falls in a forest, does it make a sound? See, my titles worked last time. It's in your brain now. (laughs) If... 27,000 trees fall in a forest per day, would you rethink what you're using for toilet paper? Yes, you would, because that is a true fact. Wow. Enter real paper. Real paper comes from sustainable bamboo. I'm obsessed with bamboo. There we go. I think I've said that before, but I'm still obsessed. Bamboo can be continuously harvested without damaging the plant, which makes it as magical as a dress that fits all sizes. I love real so much. I love that the packaging is plastic free. They have free shipping and it's soft and it's strong, much like my abs. That's very important for me that it's comfortable because since I have entered my soda stream journey the phase yeah. of my life that is soda stream there was before soda stream and after soda stream Understood. i am incredibly well hydrated meaning i go through a lot of toilet paper now and i cannot stand the cheap kind that my mom buys it's like sandpaper Oof. so i'm literally bringing real with me to my parents house that's how dedicated i am you do what you gotta do yeah 
Real Paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door with free shipping in 100% recyclable, plastic-free packaging. If you head to realpaper.com slash date dateline and sign up for a subscription using our code date dateline at checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R-E-E-L. P-A-P-E-R dot com slash date dateline or enter promo code date dateline to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. So Ooh. let's stop flushing our forests and try Reel's tree-free paper. Reel is paper for the planet. It's the real deal. Thank you, Real Paper. Thank you, Real. I just need you to know before you use before SodaStream and after SodaStream, BSS and ASS. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I just want you to I just wanted you to be aware in case it ever comes up. I'm in my ASS time. Yeah, you are. So Stacy's situation was very complicated. Yeah. The house was in his name. Mm. The credit cards, instead of saying Robert and Stacy Feldman, say Robert Stacy Feldman, meaning Robert. Is on the credit card. And Keith says, well, well, well. He's not happy. He controlled her financially. So he, that's financial abuse, right? It's 100%. It's classic financial abuse. Yeah, And bad. he threatened to take the kids and leave her with nothing. She was yeah, terrified to leave him. So the sister, Susan, she knows she has to do something. She calls the detective, Randy, who had been troubled by some odd, second time we're getting odd oh boy. things in the tub. One is a bath towel that's hanging perfectly neatly. There are a bunch of shampoos that were knocked over, but there's also a bunch that are just like perfectly upright. There is a bath towel sorry eight sorry let me start that over the floor would be wet if he pulled her out of the tub and it was dry when detective randy got there there's a washcloth that would be soaked if it was in the tub but it's just damp damp so what does this remind us of katie the bathtub mystery right it is, is that what it's called damp head dry body all over again but this time, remember that one, everything was still all neat around the perimeter of the tub. This one is weird because, okay, so explain this to me. What is the metal thing that's in the tub? Is that one of those things that you prop up between the corner of your tub and the wall? Do you know what I'm talking about? You buy them at like TJ yes, Maxx. Yes, or they stick with a little sticky or okay. you hang them over the shower nozzle. Shower, the shower caddy thing. Yeah, it's a okay. caddy. So one of the caddies was still intact, and this one was down. Yes. Well, where had this one been placed? It was in, in the tub. No, but where had it been? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I couldn't figure out where the shampoos had been knocked from, which corner of the tub. I feel like if there was a struggle, it might make a difference because if her hands could reach something. Does that make sense? I'm trying mm -hmm. to figure out where the... I'm playing detective. I'm doing yeah. Randy's job. Sorry, Randy. Yeah. You do You your don't job. need to. He's on it. And Susan's on it. Let's use our gifts to finally solve the bathtub mystery once and for all. Ryan we Whitmer, we're coming for you. Susan we don't and know. Randy, you've got this one handled. We can't figure out Ryan Whitmer. We got to try again. Now we have another case under our belt that has similar themes. All right. So the autopsy finally comes back and the cause of death is undetermined. They found of dozens of scrapes and bruises on her, but none caused her death. 
And she did have a mild case of hardening of the arteries, but nothing major that would have killed her. So a supervisor takes the autopsy. They review it. They also find it to be undetermined cause of death. Hmm. But there are odd, odd things about it. Bob had said she had taken an edible, but there's no edibles in her system. Also, she had those two patches of fentanyl, no fentanyl in her system. What is happening? Yeah. So so what were they? Were they just Band-Aids? No, I think they were put on after she died, so the body didn't absorb them. Science, is that how that works? Yeah, science let us know. I don't think the body would absorb it. No, because it would be in the blood, right? Right. And the blood's not pumping. I have many questions. Okay. So the detective talks to Bob again to see if his story changed. And because this is a dateline, his story did change. Now he says he had come home. what was his original story? Because we didn't really go through his original timeline. He dropped the kids off at school in the morning. At 8.30. And then I'll get into what his story is. Well, and then he said he he came home and found her. In the shower I have, at 3 p.m. The first story was 8.30, he dropped the kids off. He came back at 3 with the kids. Yes. So that, okay. now he's saying, oh, I did come back in between that. I came back at noon to clean out the garage. All of his friends tell the police he has never once cleaned out the garage. It's a, He's basically a hoarder. And the detective goes in the garage and sees that he it should be on hoarders. And, and so, it's filled with suitcases? It's like thousands and thousands suitcases. of suitcases of luggage? <laughs> That's his grift garage. That is the headquarters <laughs> for his grifts. So then he says, after I cleaned out the garage, I went to the park to work out. Now, there was snow on the ground that day, but he says he laid down on the ground and did push-ups. And everyone tells the police... He does not do that. So basically, everyone is ratting him out and like, he does not clean. He does not work out. I don't know what he's telling you. He did not do that. The minute, literally the minute he said push-ups, I rolled my eyes so hard they went back in my head because I was like, that sounds like you're flexing. That sounds like, you know, and then I just find a bench or something and I just do some push-ups. Yeah. No, Bob is not like it. He's not a super fit guy. No, he's definitely but, not doing that. The only no. people that go out in public on benches and do push-ups are people that are fitness people. Yeah, I you see know, them like, out when I'm just like sitting there with my Slurpee. Yeah, and they are doing push-ups to show you that they're better than you. Yeah, and I feel it. It works. <laughs> yeah, and so, so Bob, I don't think is doing that because it would show that Bob is not better than you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no one does it outside if they're struggling. You do it at home until you're good enough to go outside in public and do the push-ups. 100%. Also, I think that this all could have been solved if the detective had said, I need you to videotape yourself doing 10 (laughs) push-ups. Solved. You're a liar. Move on. Liar. You're going to jail. So the school said, we called Bob and said, you need to pick up the kids. Stacy didn't show up. And it took him an hour to pick them up. And he lives a mile away. So come on, guys. He was shredding at the park. He had reps to finish, I guess. That took him an hour. Also, he tells this story about how when he dropped the kids off at school that morning, he hung out to watch a ceremony going on at the temple, but there was no ceremony that morning. So his story is all kinds of screwy. And What in the world? Then the detective interviews the first responders who said he was acting upset at the scene. Acting was the key word. They see people grieving all the time, and they felt like he was really, really fake. So, sisters, question. Stop. Yeah. 
What was her time of death? I don't know. We don't ever find out that, do we? No. Because that's one piece of information we get in the bathtub mystery that we don't get here. Remember, we were trying to fit in like her temperature of her body and right. whether she was in rigor. Yeah. I'm curious about that because I feel like that would tell us, was she killed around noon when he said he went home to clean out the garage? Or right. was she killed early in the morning at like nine? We have eight more women that Bob is going to ruin the lives of. So they just didn't have time for it. Got it. They're like, and we know it's a two hour, but there are too many ladies he's going to screw over. Sure. So he's got too much baggage. Is that? <laughs> Maybe he could do open a store of luggage and it's called Bob's, Bob's Baggage, baggage which is a great title. So yeah. there we go. I'm writing it down. All right. So Stacy's sister, Susan, becomes obsessed with murder shows and she would call the detective and say, will you please watch episode so and so? of this show and he would do it and he would always take her calls you can fully mark down member of family playing detective also susan do you want to come watch shows with us because we will watch any show that you want yeah absolutely i bet she has really good recommendations so then the detective gets a message at work from another susan this Susan is Susan McBride. She was a single lady in Denver. She swiped right on Tinder and met a man named Bob. They met at a coffee shop. He told her he was getting divorced. At the end of the date, he grabbed her and kissed her very aggressively. She was instantly turned off and pushed him away. But she decided to give him a second chance. Ladies, we are too nice. He emailed her gushing. He said, I think I'm supposed to wait three days before calling. But I don't follow the rules. Well, and you're not that calling, point, you're emailing. My eyes rolled so hard that they fell out of my head and I had to pop them back in. I am Miss Potato Head. That's not a thing, that three-day thing. I don't follow the rules. He's a rebel. Oh, yeah, that's barf. That's barftastic. That's terrible. He's a rebel. Yeah. He's a rebel. So he offers to it bring worse. wine to her that night. And she writes back, smart lady, she says, first What's your last name? There we go. And he takes hours to email her back, which is weird. And then he finally writes back one word, wolf. <laughs> Katie had to take her headphones off for wolf because she was so upset. So so what did he do? Was he watching Law and Order and saw Dick Wolf come up? Or was he just <laughs> trying to think of the coolest last name? Animal He's Planet. And he saw a wolf and he was like, that wolf ate that gazelle and that's what i'm gonna do how many times do you think he typed and erased the word danger yeah <laughs> danger is my middle name bob is my last bob name. danger bob mystery <laughs> bob you know he's that guy and then yep. it landed on yeah wolf yeah so <gasps> she gives him a bing and she cannot find anything online for a bob wolf Weird. But finally, she's searching, and I think she does a reverse image search of his photo from Tinder. Smart. And she does catfish style. And she finally finds on LinkedIn a picture that matches him under the name Bob Feldman. Because I guess meat distributors are on LinkedIn. And I Weird. think I know what meat he's distributing. Oh, oh boy. Everyone's so. Upset. She digs further. She yahoos it. She finds out he's still married to Stacy. So she is yeah. furious. Goodbye. She writes him, you're a lying blank, Bob Feldman. Don't contact me again. And Keith says, well, that's direct. So he writes her, won't give up. He says, please, I need to explain. 
And she lets him come over that night to explain. Susan McBride. Suze, what are you doing? Is that your real last name? What's going on with you? She wanted to be a McBride. And I, I don't know. I'm a, this is not good. No, this is upsetting. So he tells her he had a stalker that made him wary of saying his first name. Because oh my God. Bob is so amazing. That his all last the ladies. Name. His last name made him wary. Sorry, yes. He, so okay. he he didn't want to say Feldman because too many ladies were after Bob Feldman. So I used my middle name, which is Wolf, Wolf. which is what I used to go by when I was in the band. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I'm really, I don't like it. So he says, I am married, but I'm separated. My wife is an absentee mother. And so wow. we're getting divorced. Absentee and, mother. Yeah. So she falls for it. Suze falls for it and they sleep together that night. The next day they make plans for Saturday, but he cancels and then she's done. She says, it seems like you were just looking for a hookup. I was looking for true love on Tinder. She doesn't say <laughs> Question that. Mark. She says, excuse me, that's how I met Oliver. I so know. Let's it's watch still, it. It's um, it does happen. It's probably a lot of people's stories out there. That's so. true. Don't it's probably judge. true. Oliver might be trying to kill me, but I do have a weird <laughs> rash right now that I need to talk to Apostrophe about. Yeah. I think it's heat rash. But anyways, I'm glad that she didn't try to drag it out, that she was just like, you know what? I'm getting a weird vibe. Goodbye. Yes. Good for Susan McBride, because sometimes it takes people a long time to do that. Yep. Listen to your instincts. Yeah. So she says, your life seems very complicated. I'm out. Bye, bye. Yeah. Bye, bye. So bye, bye. She does some more internet sleuthing and finds out that Stacy is the president of the PTA slash PTO. Oh, and God. so she's not an absentee mother. And that really pisses her off because now he's out besmirching her name and cheating on her. Yeah. He's horrible. So she decides yeah. to do what her Stacy's friends did not do. And she decides to email Stacy and she tells her everything. And Stacy gives her a call and they talk. And Stacy was so kind and sweet and said to Susan, I'm so sorry he did that to you. That's what Stacy was saying. That's how nice she was. That's so nice. And also that seems like it had happened before. Of course. And she knew it and she was she felt bad for the other woman. Because Susan is not the woman that had shown up at the house, no, right? That we had heard about lady. her. My God. So Stacy said I'm done with him. Like she's going to end it. Mm -hmm. So then Susan doesn't talk to either of them again. A few months later, she can't sleep one night. So she gets on Ask Jeeves. And she is like the best internet sleuth. She finds out yeah. that Stacy died. And the day she died was the day they spoke on the phone. And Stacy had said, I'm done with him. So she said she fell physically ill. And Keith says to her, well, you didn't cause it, but you did you feel like maybe you were part of it? Keith. <laughs> so she calls Detective Randy and tells him everything. Wait, she does say yes. She does feel like she was a part, a guilty party. To I mean, this, but she isn't. She is, really was totally lied she's to. She's not. She's, she's not, not at all. But yeah. you would feel like. Anybody with a heart would feel like that. Yes. Yeah. So the detective is still digging. He finds out that Bob had collected $750 in 
$750,000. There we go. There we go. In life insurance. And with that money, apparently Stacy had always wanted to take the kids to Disneyland but or Disney World, but couldn't afford it. And so he took the kids first class with the guide that takes you to the head of the lines, which is baller. I've done it. It's incredible. You can't go back. Um, Stop. Yeah. That's all my the rest of my notes are about. What? <laughs> what is? The, I've never heard of. That being You've even never a seen thing. The, the guides take people to the front of the line? People who are terminally ill and or in terminally a wheelchair. Rich. Yes. What the heck? So Because celebrities don't want to wait in line and get bothered. Why is this the first time hearing about this? Why did you think I would not want to know that you got to go to... Did you tell me and I forgot? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Let us know if you'd like an entire Patreon episode on this experience because I certainly <laughs> not would. not that interesting. It's really interesting to those of us that didn't know that this existed. So if you could please maybe just do a 15-minute conversation with me about beginning to end exactly what happened. That'd be great. Okay. Okay, bye. So we meet, oh boy, Stephanie. Now, Stephanie Glavin, weirdly, is Bob's third woman with the letter S. Oh, it is. There's his wife, Stacy, Tinder Susan. And, and Stephanie. Stephanie. He's got a um, type. So she meets Bob at grief counseling. He asks her to go swimming at the community pool. What's the swimming date again? Another swimming date. This is our second swimming date of season 31. And Keith says, interesting. And I thought, terrifying. But I wish us all the, enough body confidence that we would agree to a first date at a pool. I'm so sorry. It's funny that you immediately think of body confidence and I immediately think of face confidence. I'm like, I do not have the confidence in my face to get it wet. I as understand. As I'm going in a right, pool, without the it's makeup going on. to be a mess. Yeah, we all just project our self-conscious, our self And swimming takes all of it away. Like it swimming does. just like breaks down every yeah. wall, just... Oh, here I am. Here it's I like am. Basically Boogers, snotty nose and all. Swimming is like someone seeing you when you wake up in the morning is yeah. kind of how I feel about swimming <laughs> on a date. But I guess, I don't know. I wish someday. One someday. Day, Katie. Oliver yeah, would okay. love to, to go to the pool with you. So what pool? There's no community pool here. <laughs> so she thinks something feels off. She walks in, though. She goes with it. Stephanie is a go-with-her, and she pushes down her instincts. She walks in, and she realizes right away it's not a community pool. It's his own backyard pool, which, She's by the way, he keeps talking about how secluded his backyard is and how secluded the house is, yet whenever we're seeing aerial shots, there are houses, like, everywhere. It's in a neighborhood, but they must have a lot of trees or something. What he probably has is one of those really high privacy fences. Yeah. And so that's what his version of seclusion is. People can still hear you. Yeah, I know. He thinks sound doesn't travel. So Weird. Stephanie is like, this is not a community pool. This is your own backyard. But she wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. She pushes aside her discomfort. Ladies, let's all follow our instincts. Listen to our gut. So mm -hmm. they have an awkward swim. And she feels weird. He had said they were going to dinner, but he has never mentioned going to dinner this whole time. And it's dinner time now. So she goes inside and she changes out of her swimming suit in the master bathroom, which is the same one that Stacy died in. Also, don't go inside. That's like going being taken to a second location. Don't go inside. So mm. 
he starts kissing her and being aggressive and she knew what he was doing and there was no dinner and he sexually assaults her. She was terrified. She didn't fight back. She thought he was going to kill her. He basically confirms that he could kill her by afterwards. He says, my house is so secluded. You could scream as loud as you want and no one would hear you. Which is just not true. First of all, totally false because I can count like 20 houses in yeah, your you're not vicinity. On a, you're not on a hill. You're not Edward Scissorhands. What, right. What's wrong with you? Why is he okay? Also, you got that from some sort of terrifying movie and you stole it. And it's horrible. You're bad enough without. Unfortunately, I don't lines. think he said it to be creepy. I think he said it to be sexy. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, did I ruin you? With the sexual assault, I honestly don't know if he thinks that it was sexual assault. I don't I don't think he does. And I think that he's He doesn't know about consent on things like that. And no. she was in fight or flight and she froze. She did the third one, which is of totally course. common, and yeah. she just froze and knew she was in danger. So luckily she gets out alive. I think it's super brave of her to go on dateline. And oh, yeah. she's embarrassed by her reaction that she didn't fight more or she didn't leave sooner but at the end of the episode she says you know what i'm happy with what i did because i'm alive now and so that's she's a survivor yeah stephanie don't be ashamed of what you did in the moment you do what you think you need to do to protect yourself absolutely whatever that reaction is so three weeks later she ends up reporting it and one of the officers tells her they had been investigating him for murder and then she's sure yeah, he could have killed me very easily. Wow. So, oh, wait, he also told her that his wife died of cancer. Yeah. Sometime during the date. Mm hmm. What a we- okay. So, Bob denies the assault. She decides not to press charges. And if anyone wants to know one of the myriad of reasons why women don't press charges, watch Wreckage, the Dateline episode with Josh Mankiewicz. It's oh, very good. Yeah. So, there's a relative that sister Susan has been talking to. And this relative is a clinical psychologist and says, Hey, Susan, you should talk to my friends at the Institute for Strangulation Prevention, which I had no idea that was specific enough to be an entire institute. Do they go by ISP? I have many questions. I wrote down the Training Institute on Strangling Prevention. Do they go by TISP? TISP. TISP. Yeah. Good for them. So there are these experts that run the institute and they tell Dateline, Basically, if you want to kill someone, strangle them. You can strangle someone and leave no external marks on the victim's body. And one of them says suffocation and strangulation are great go-tos for killers. Mm-hmm. Don't tell people that. They, I, I underst- loves to tell people how to get away with murder. I know. I understand that they're experts. But what I think they're also doing is being like, but we are on to you. Right. So... You could try this, but we're an institute now and we're here. So you're not going to get away with it. Institute power. So the institute puts on staged crime scenes. I was so excited. I wanted to solve. This was the crime I wanted to solve. We know Bob did this crime. Yeah. They have this staged crime scene and there are people with like clipboards and they're trying to solve it. And there's chairs that are flipped over. And I saw some candy wrappers and a hoop earring on a chair. There's an orange on the ground, which is numbered with the evidence markers, evidence number five. I think the orange means that OJ did it. Like the wet bandits, OJ now leaves a calling card of an orange at every crime scene. The juice. Yeah. Okay. Question. Did you not think that the training institute was 
in that building. That's the building that that institute occupied. It was the fanciest building I'd ever seen. And then I realized that they were in a hotel doing an exercise. Oh, but it less took exciting. me a minute because I was like, where did you guys get this building? This yeah, is there's the a lot nicest of money building. in the institute. In the institute for this very specific thing. Yeah. It's very specific. It was very, uh, anyways, it got me. The Institute has a team of experts, and that's what you need when you're going to solve a murder. It's also what you need when you're going to plan a wedding. Oh. You can have an Institute behind you, or you can have one simple thing to help you. And that thing would be Zola, because Zola is the Institute, the best friend, the knowledgeable aunt. Zola is everything you need when you're going to plan your wedding. For any wedding that you want, there's one place to start, and that is Zola. Zola has everything you need all in one place. Zola has thought of everything, invites, registry, and more. They'll be with you every step of your wedding planning journey. Whatever your style or budget, Zola has you covered with venues, photographers, florists, all the little things that make your wedding happen or big things. Sometimes you need a big venue. Mm -hmm. And once you've set the date, you can send your save the dates and invitations right on Zola too. It's like a one-stop shop. That's amazing. And there are so many great designs to choose from. You can also get a wedding website for free. And free is not usually a word that is associated with a wedding, period. Mm -hmm. And a wedding website is crucial because you need your information all in one place so that nobody is texting you the day of. Trust me, it happens. And now it's time for the really exciting part of your wedding. Well, it's all exciting, but particularly exciting is building your wedding registry. Whatever you want, whatever your interests, Zola has you covered. They have a wide range of gifts plus experiences and gifts, which are such a nice thing to give. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people don't want gifts. They want skydiving. They want, I want cave jumping. I want a murder mystery party. Murder mystery party. It's a pretty great way to give a wedding gift to a couple that just doesn't want stuff. Look, wedding planning shouldn't take over your life. And Zola has thought of everything so that you can plan the celebration that's right for the two of you. So start planning the wedding you want today at Zola.com slash date dateline. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash date dateline. Zola D, Zola da. Wedding's fun. Zola, get your wedding done. Thank you, Zola. Katie usually talks about Thrive because her brand is fashion and makeup. But I'm a Thrive girl too, hiding in the shadows. No longer. Hey. I love Thrive. I say it proudly. First of all, they are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. No parabens, sulfates, or those dirty, dirty phthalates. Get the heck out of here, phthalates. <laughs> Plus... Thrive's cause, C-A-U-S-E, is bigger than beauty. And for every product purchased, they donate to help communities thrive. So you're asking me, what product should I buy, Kimberly? What product should I buy, Kimberly? Well, Katie, I like the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. And I'm not the only one. I'm one of 20,000 five-star reviewers. Wow. It looks so much like lash extensions that my sister-in-law wore them at her wedding instead of lash extensions. They last all day without that clumping. You know the dreaded clumping. Raccoon eyes. Raccoons. Also, they make your lashes healthier over time. So you're actually yeah. like doing something good for your lashes. I also love the Brilliant Eye Brightener, which 
is an instant eye lift in a highlighter stick. I use it when we do our live streams. It makes you look not so tired, like you stayed up until 3 a.m. watching the Teal Swan documentary and then were too freaked out to go to sleep. You can use it as eyeshadow. You can use it to make your eyes pop. Thrive calls it foolproof. Who's a bigger makeup fool than me? Me. It's proof it's positive. Full, it's Kimberly proof. Full proof positive. <laughs> they it have works. metallic shades for easy smoky eyes, which will be my next Ooh. purchase for sure because smoky eye is the only kind of smoking I endorse. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash date dateline. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash date dateline for 15 percent off your first order Woo! because it's time to thrive thrive so sister susan is on a mission and she asked the institute tisp to help her and yeah. the institute has a lead forensics guy that has worked on thousands of cases and trained police his name is dr bill smock and he's my new hero mm -hmm. we see him with a new head who dis He's holding up a mannequin head and he's yep. measuring the neck of the mannequin head with a tape measure, uh -huh. which is Dennis's next move. And he yep. even testified in the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd case. He's wow. fully legit. So Dr. Smock looks at Stacy's case and sees that she had a chipped tooth. And Keith says, what's a chipped tooth got to do with it? Which obviously, Keith, it has a lot to do with it. She had uh -huh. a chipped tooth. So... Dr. Stacy does not seem like the kind of PTO mom that would not get that immediately fixed. Exactly. So it might have happened that day. Yeah, I want to know when people saw her earlier that day, did she have a chip tooth? Mm -hmm. Dr. Smock says, I think someone pressed against her nose and mouth trying to suffocate her. And he even sees petechial hemorrhaging, which is hard to say, but we have seen it on many datelines. And the original pathologist said there were rare petechial hemorrhages, like there weren't a lot of them. And Dr. Smock says there were over 100 petechial hemorrhages. So what is going on? But how many are there usually in someone who's suffocated? Are there... 12,000? That's the question. What constitutes rare? He doesn't give us sort of a basis of that. But also I'm wondering if some, in some people the petechial hemorrhaging happens behind the eye. Doesn't always happen in front. Maybe it's, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Those questions I have. She has defensive wounds all over her hands. There's a bra strap pattern imprint on her skin, but she That's was found big. naked. So Dr. Smock thinks she was killed while she was still dressed and then the killer undressed her and the mark was still on her from her bra and then put her on top of the shower caddy in the bathtub and there's an imprint of the shower caddy on her skin but there's no bruise because she was already dead when she was on the shower caddy so that's a big thing i feel like yeah so the cause of death he says is asphyxia murder so the DA finally decides to prosecute Bob. You can mark unflattering mugshot off your bingo cards. Wow. Someone said he ever. looked like a rough Ron Livingston from Office Space <laughs> and Sex and the City. Oh. So Ron Rough Livingston. <laughs> 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 so Bob hadn't been letting Stacy's family see the kids during this whole time because he's a jerk. 
And now the kids get to go live with him, which is amazing. He's using his insurance money that he got from her life insurance to pay from his for his lawyers. And there's a statute that says that if you're the killer, you're not allowed to profit by and get that money. So the Good. family sues him for this and the judge freezes the insurance money. But Bob appeals and he wins. So he gets How? to continue using that money to pay for his lawyers. And he wins again when a lawyer decides to let Bob out on bail. The trial is delayed five times and Bob is out this whole time. So Sister Susan is just horrified and disgusted. Bob has an ankle bracelet and isn't allowed to leave the house except to meet with lawyers, etc. But just like Bob told Tinder Susan, he doesn't play by the rules. So oh he is caught having pool parties. Some of his neighbors call about some splashy activity. They report a pool party at his house. Now, it's not as bad as you think. It's not like Lori Vallow, who did throw a pool party. That's what I thought. After That's Charles died. That's the first thing I um, thought. He was renting out his pool via an app, which I have actually looked into. It's quite expensive. It's good for a party, but not if you just want to do laps or something. It's not How affordable. much is it to rent a pool? $60 an hour or something. But if you're having a party, that's a fair price. But not if you're just like going to do laps or something. No. Yeah. Then we meet Tracy Fagan. Finally, his first non-S. She goes on a Jewish dating site and gets matched with Bob. He had been in the news, but she hadn't seen it, which is why I think you should take a photo of every person you're going to date with, send it to all your friends all over the country, because they may have seen him on their local news. There you go. He shows up on a bike on his first date, because I guess that's normal in Colorado. So... For the second date, he calls her and says, can you come to my house tonight? I have some legal troubles and I can't leave the house. Hang up the phone. Hit no. Hang up. And then he says, if you come over, I'll explain it all. We can sit by the pool. No, hang up. No. Hang up the phone. Tracy, thank God, said, nope, I'm out. Bravo, Tracy. Listen to your instincts. Good job, girl. Thank God. So then Bob is caught on camera riding his bike for hours. All over town. His neighbors are taking pictures and telling the local news. And so then the local news starts videotaping him. Mark off nosy neighbors on your bingo cards. These neighbors are not having it. They hate him. They're better than Delia with the binoculars. They, like, they're great. Him. See, also, he's not that isolated, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're not that. He just, he's got this really grandiose vision of his yeah. setup there no it's you live in the suburbs there me. are neighbors everywhere and they see you bike My also God. he's also obsessed with his pool he's obsessed yes with the is. pool stop it bob the best part is on twitter dateline producer said that the news used the workout app strata to track bob's bike rides because he was posting them publicly on the app and strata is like you brag about how far you're going and like people can match you and like it's for runners and cyclists and stuff so he's publicly posting all of his long bike rides they didn't say you would go to no, the gym no. or exercise sorry are his kids with him at his this point no remember they went to go live with the stacy's family they've already gone okay yes. sorry thank you also season 31 is the season of the bicycle and the yeah. pool date are they trying to tell us something? Get that fit? we should try biking, maybe. Get fit. Yeah. Get fit. Get shredded. <laughs> Cut, bro. Carbo so Stacy's friend, Jan, calls the news to come at Bob. She goes on the news and is like, why is he allowed to do all this? Why isn't he getting in trouble? 
she gets a call on her landline from Bob. I don't know why they pointed out that it was the landline. Interesting. She answers the phone and he says, don't you think that my children watch the news? And she hung up. I don't think they well, watch the news. Well, then don't go on bike rides. They're I mean, living in Connecticut. Not- I don't think they're watching the Colorado news, but okay. Jeez. She said, yeah, it seemed like he was very agitated, but you know, people have been agitated by his actions for years. And I was like, like go Like Jan. his murder? Yeah. Yeah. Go his Jan. murdering ways have been agitating. So then we meet a prosecutor who is very familiar to us, George Broschler. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He was on Dateline before, Echoes in the Canyon. I loved him so much. He delighted me. We talked about it. He DM'd us saying how th- fun he thought our last episode was. And then he wrote us again yesterday and said, I think I'm on tonight's episode. I hope it lives up to the hype from last time. Thank you for d- all that you do. He's our best friend. George, oh. if we ever get in legal trouble. George. You're our first call. Thank you so much. That is so I love I'm embarrassed. Thank I, you. George. So George points out that on the 911, George did not work on this case. He just is appearing on Dateline as like a correspondent. So they're doing this more now. So they a just, more. Keith just did this again. Yeah. I think this, it's an interesting way to do it. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. So George points out that on 911, Bob screams, help me, help me, not help her. So true. That's a really good point. I didn't even notice that, George. The 911 operator testified that he didn't sound out of breath, even though he's supposed to be doing CPR. I mean, he was like, one, two, three. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Also, his stories of the day kept changing, and he kept adding new information to them. He also had told detectives, I don't think we need an autopsy. Now, he, so he didn't want to know why his 44-year-old wife died. Are there certain rules after someone dies in yes. the Jewish faith? I was going to say that he could very easily just say, this is because you're, we're Jewish. You can get an autopsy, but it's not usually, it's usually not done. There are a couple cases if it's mandated by the state or whatever, or if they think that doing an autopsy could help save someone else's life, like give education about a disease or whatever if it could help save someone else then yes other than that it's usually not done but would a case of possible homicide be a reason yes i think so great yeah so tinder susan she has moved to italy now she flies back all fabulous like i'm just flying in from italy to testify against Bob in his trial. Full jet set mode. Fabulous. I'm sure Bob is really jealous of her luggage. Yeah. I'm sure she's got a good set. <laughs> I wish we had an away ad this week. So yeah, me too. Susan reads all of their emails on the stand and the email she sent to Stacy. Now it's good that she has all the receipts because apparently Bob had gone into Stacy's computer the day of her death and deleted all of the emails from Susan. Shade. Of course. Shady. So Dr. Smock takes the stand and he says there are injuries that the original pathologist missed. And he does a show and tell with a mannequin where he's straddling the mannequin. And then he does it in front of Keith. And Keith is sitting there in a chair with his converse and he's enthralled by the one-on-one demonstration that he gets close up. It's wild. It's crazy. And he's like straddling this mannequin where his knees are on the upper arms, the inner part of the upper arms. And she had really bad bruises there. And while the killer was pressing on her face. So 
then they think that Bob undressed her and put her in the tub but forgot the watch and probably put the fentanyl patches on her to make it look like an overdose, but they weren't absorbed into the skin, so that didn't work. The defense says the detective didn't even think it was foul play, so he didn't collect evidence at the scene. And then it took months to get the autopsy done, and they said it was undetermined death. And then the supervisor checked it and said also undetermined. And then they have a third medical examiner take the stand and say they also agree that it was undetermined death. They call Dr. Smock a charlatan. Wow. Go Step back. smock yourselves. That's horrible. No. So the jury doesn't buy it. They only take three hours and they find guilt Bob guilty of first degree murder. And Detective Randy starts crying and says, it's not about me. It's about the family. And Keith says, you detectives are such softies. And Randy's like, I need a second. It's the most precious moments of precious moments. So sweet. There are a few in this episode, but Detective yes. Dennison doing that was The other very one sweet. is that the two Susans get to meet. Susan yeah. McBride gets to meet Sister Susan, and they start crying when they meet. Yeah. And they instantly become best friends, and they say they're like sisters now, which the episode is called The Sisterhood. And Susan lost a sister, but she gained a sister in Susan McBride. And Aww. they both say Bob was a con man. And he fooled a lot of people. We need to talk about this more. And we need to talk about domestic violence. And Dateline shows on the screen, if you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or visit thehotline.org. So thank you for doing that, Dateline. Thank you, Dateline. Yeah. Also, this was a great story. And I hope that the sister Susan was happy with the coverage because I think that Dateline did a good job with it. Susan was great. Yeah, Susan was great and she really loved her sister. You could tell. And it showed. And they, I think that we got to a good sense of Stacy. So I hope she's I hope yes. she's happy. Do you have B-roll Bonanza? Okay, B-roll Bonanza. Everyone's got a dog. Okay, so when I was watching it with my parents, and which means I can't pause every five seconds and take mm -hmm. notes. So I'm taking notes actively. And then I go on Twitter and someone was like, this was the dog, doggiest dog, I have doll dog lovers. And Everybody like, had dogs. I didn't see a single dog. So then I went through again and I saw Susan walking a dog. But yeah, I missed Su all the other dogs. Oh, Susan walks a dog. And then the other Susan, I believe Stephanie is walking. Yeah, Stephanie's walking her dog. Okay. And then Susan McBride, Susan McBride is holding a leash. But and no walking, dog. but I can't see the dog, and I'm sure the dog popped up, and I was riding. And okay. So yeah, I mean, everyone's got a dog. Every yeah. single person has, a as dog. they should. Yeah. Oh no, I believe we also see Brenda, one of the friends. I think she's walking a dog as well. Amazing. There's like four or five dogs. There's wow. a lot of dogs. It's very funny. We get to see Susan watching TV, which yes, is not something we often watching? see. I don't know. It's when they're I talking about her love of true crime, and it looks like. Two men and a woman in an interrogation room. I my guess was Law and Order. It could be Law and Order. It it looked very gray. Is Law and um, Order NBC? Yes. Then yes, it's probably an NBC show. Yeah. So it's probably Law and Order would be my guess. I don't know. It was weird because they didn't fuzz it. They showed it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell what it was though. We have Susan looking at pictures, loosely photos. Yeah. We have Susan McBride in beautiful Italy walking on a bridge. I think she's in Italy. Yeah. It she's looks like super Italy. Glam. Also, yeah. 
So they got, they must have not flown to Italy. They got a local reporter to film her B-roll in Italy. Oh, there you go. Because she, we also see her drinking a cup of coffee. We see she gets a fair amount of B-roll. We get some odd fuzzy autopsy B-roll of the autopsy room, which I don't know if I've seen that before. Mm. It's not, and by fuzzy, I mean it's like a vignette where it's sharp in the middle and fuzzy on the outside. Yeah. But it's of the autopsy room. There's no body. Mm -hmm. It's just they're showing us the location. We get the friend Linda on a really pretty stone balcony. We get the friend Brenda on steps, and we get her laying out a dress, the dress. The dress. On the bed, which there's quite a long segment four of that and then we get what is my other precious moment we do get quite a bit of susan the sister at the graveside yes and she's upset it's yes. kind of hard to watch but it is the one a very pretty tombstone and that it's extremely personalized and it's obvious they had the children mm-hmm. write and then they imprinted the children's writing that says we love you and we miss you and they had imprints of shells which i'm guessing they had collected on a vacation or something yeah. sort of pressed into the gravestone which was so pretty yeah and she's putting the rocks on the gravestone yeah that was really sweet we also see george our friend george walking Oh, yeah, we do. We also see the funeral, but it's not the funeral. We're hearing audio of the funeral, the speech that the rabbi gives, this, but the eulogy, but we're oh, seeing- Oh, funeral was hard. Empty footage. Like we're seeing fuzzy yeah, again of an empty funeral with empty chairs and an empty podium, but we're hearing the rabbi. Is that new? This kind Very of stuff new. where they're giving us a location, but not the scene. Yeah. It's not a recreation. It's, it's almost a recreation. It's just a hint of it. Yeah, this is what it would have looked like in But this with no time. people. But with if everyone were ghosts. If it was the apocalypse. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Also, I didn't mention but Linda says that she that dress that she lent her for all those occasions she was now wearing to her funeral and she oh, felt like yeah. that was oh, Yeah, it was hard. Do you, I have an alternative theory. Oh, let's go. Where was Ryan Widmer? Is he still in prison? What happened with that? That's a mystery. Do you think exactly what happened is what happened that she, by the way, that she said, I'm leaving you. And he said, over your dead body. And that was it. Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, because I don't believe in coincidences. So she died the day she said she's leaving him and found out about another woman. Yeah, it's a real shame. Mm. I really wonder if he worked at that meat place still. <laughs> How was he getting any money? He's under house arrest. How does he? I mean, $750,000. That's not going to go that far for someone like him. Denver's not cheap. Yeah, that's true. He lived on that for years and years and years. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he played the ponies. Maybe. Would you be allowed to online gamble if you're under house arrest? I think they didn't really follow up on what he was doing. He seemed to be getting away with a lot. He a was lot. renting out the pool. But would is there a law against that? Are you not allowed to rent out your pool if you're under house arrest? I mean... It's gauche, but yeah. I mean... You're not allowed to like profit directly from your crime, so... But you still would have to make money. Like they, you can't, they can't have you just be homeless. Yeah. I'm not sure. Also, you don't make that much money renting out your pool. Well, maybe he was charging a ton. Maybe he thought his pool was the best pool How around. How many days of the week can you rent out your pool? In the summer? Every day. It's a secluded pool where I may have almost murdered several women. It's Oof. super secluded. Yeah, again, at the very bottom, it says, again, it's secluded. There are seven houses actually adjacent to my lot, but we are very secluded because of a tree. And sound cannot go through trees. 
It's in super small print at the bottom. Uh, yeah, he's real bright. Do you have fashion police? N- no. I did. Jan, the friend, is in an off-the-shoulder top. I wasn't going to mention it. We hardly ever see on Dayland. We haven't seen it in like two years. I was. I honestly wasn't going to mention it. Are they coming back? It was in my notes. It is was, it it's time? It's the flash dance. I'm bringing it back. What a feeling. I love it. I was all about it. She had a curly perm. I don't know if it was a perm. She might have had naturally curly hair, but off the shoulder top. She was rocking the full like flash dance look. I know. I liked it. I liked Shan. I did too. I'm into it. Susan McBride was doing some excellent jewelry stacking. I don't know if you noticed, but she had all those thin gold chains. Good Mm -hmm. job. Susan McBride just was a very, she looked like a woman who had moved to Italy. Oh my God. She's so tan and her teeth are so white. This is full under the Tuscan sun. Isn't that yes. what happens? Doesn't Diane Lane? Yes. I've never seen that movie, but I'm assuming she moves to Italy to start over. Yes. And so did Susan McBride. And finds McBride. a younger man. And it, tr- it looks good on her. It she does. looks great. She came mm-hmm. back just a glow. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very happy. Titles. Let's go. On the watch for a killer. That is awesome. I had watch out for Bob. There we go. Yep. We did it. Diving into the deep end of murder. I don't know. There Diving into the... Oh, yeah, that's good because of the, yeah, the pool. Suddenly, Susan's solved the case. Hey! Because there's two Susan's, and I used to watch Suddenly Susan. That was great. Swipe right for murder. No? Oh, yeah. What about Bob? He's a murderer. <laughs> that used to be like my favorite movie growing up. I loved Mine that movie. Mine too so much i did too i had it memorized um wolf in bob's clothing oh my god did you have that exactly exactly that i had wolf in bob's clothing and then just wolf in wolf's clothing because he was a wolf also in in wolf's clothing dang Mm -hmm. it that's good that's so exciting when we have the same one that's great and then my last one was this is why everyone hates the jews oh no wasn't a good showing it was a good showing. Actually, Stacey it was because all the amazing. ladies were great. Because the ladies were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that Law and Order where they kept calling her a Jewess? No, but I've called myself that many times, but as a joke. That's okay, right? I say it as a joke. Do you find that derogatory? I don't know. If I do, that's why I say it as a joke. Or sexist? Okay, I just remembered that Law and Order. I thought you were there, and they kept saying... She's a Jewess. I would I laugh like, so hard if I saw someone say that seriously. Is that? No, I don't think it's a necessarily offensive. That's why I'm asking. Why do I have Dr. Smock sees all? I'm not sure why I did that. He does see all. That he means sees nothing. Heart. The better one is his new talk show called Smock Talk. <laughs> I right? would watch that. Instead <laughs> of Smack Talk, it's Smock Talk. At the very least have a podcast. Yeah, if Dr. Oz is now running for office, get Smock on TV. Get Smock on t- get Smock at least on this podcast. Yeah. We have some questions about the Institute. Oh, I just have Bob's baggage. Oh, wow. I don't have. Wow. Yeah. That was all my titles. The only one I have left is Absentee Conscience. Absentee what? Conscience. Oh, okay. Because of the absentee mother thing. Yeah. Very clever. But he has an absentee conscience. He does. Because I don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah. He just wants well, to control women. And- yeah. 
bingo update lily from twitter who has won bingo before she has now gotten together weekly with her friend laura who never watches dateline but now watches it with her and they play bingo together with our bingo cards and lily got i'm sorry laura got double bingo and almost triple bingo for this episode like two lines almost three oh my gosh that's how bingo-y this episode was yeah, it really was. This episode is dedicated to our amazing Patreon, Holly, from Leeds, which is in the UK, which <gasps> is amazing. And we never get to do British accent very much on this show because there are never any Dateline British murders. What is a Leeds so accent? So I'd like to like? say, Holly. No, we no, thank- I don't know if that's a Leeds accent. Hold on. We thank, we thank you, Holly, for being a Patreon. We appreciate you so much. And now I'm trying to be very posh. Condolences, on the loss of your queen, queen mum. No, that was her mom. The mo- mother queen. Apologies. Condolences. Katie's literally Googling a Leeds accent. Katie's literally Googling a Leeds accent. Holly, are you listening to our recaps of Great British Bake Off on our show called A Day with the Bake? We love British people. Katie is a we huge We love them obsessed. so much. I'm a big Anglophile. It's a big problem in my life and marriage. How but, um, many Union Jacks do you have in your house? A lot. How enough many? to make excuses for it when people come in it <laughs> or try to ignore it and hide them. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just a lot. It's a lot and it's awkward. But you're not awkward, I bet. No, we love you, Holly. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much, Holly, for being a Patreon from we, across the pond. We want to do a UK like visit at some point. We have to go see so Mike V badly. and all of our friends in England. Like That would be so much fun. So badly. Yeah. So, Holly, we're coming at you, girl. Holly, Holly, Holly. Did you watch Midnight Mass yet? No, on sorry. Get, get on it. Sorry, that's a Neil Diamond song. And I'm not sure if that's exactly how that goes, but it's close. So thank you, Holly. <laughs> Holly, thank you so much. It's an interpretation of a Neil Diamond song called Holly Holy. <laughs> or it might be called Holy Holly. Unsure. <laughs> I'll ask Joni. She loves Neil Diamond. You know why? Jew. Neil Diamond's Jewish. Neil Diamond is the Jew. He's the superest Jew. In fact, my old boss did a movie. Well, his son directed a movie and my old boss was in it. Mm-hmm. And it's called Keeping Up with the Steins. And it's about a bat mitzvah. And they got Neil Diamond to be in it as a cameo to perform at this kid's bat mitzvah. But Neil Diamond said, I get asked to do bat mitzvahs all the time. I can't do it in the movie because then everyone will ask me even more. So they wrote it in that this was like a, his like cousin or something. So then he could say, well, I only did it in the movie because it was for family. Because he gets swamped for bat mitzvah requests all the time because he's Neil Jew Diamond. But so it's so, a hilarious movie, by the way. And my former boss, it shows his tukus in it. Oh, my god. He jumps goodness. naked into a pool. It's very traumatizing for me. Was it Bob's pool? Was it Bob Feldman's pool? Maybe. Okay, just wondering because yeah. it's a really beautiful pool yeah. in case you were wondering. I'm just more really shocked that so many people are writing Neil Diamond thinking he's actually going to do it. I know. Like in earnest writing yeah. him being like, will you come? Yeah. It's on November 3rd. Well, like will I think you come? Taylor Swift gets like 800 will you perform at my wedding requests every day. No. And then None she of actually did it. She picked a, a, like a, one of her like obsessed followers and she went and performed at their wedding i think a lot of people do that i've seen jennifer hudson do it yeah thank you everybody for listening follow us on 
Instagram and Twitter. I just got watch what crappens to follow us on Twitter. I just begged and they did it. And now I'm just. I'm so oh, your excited. life is made. That's it. I said my life is made. Did <laughs> you? Yeah, because that. I, yeah, that's my assumption. I'm obsessed with you. Them. Love them. And it was all thanks to our pals at Reality Gaze. So thank you, Maddie. And Pooh. Oh, thank Love you so you much. So follow us online and oh, and check out the latest episode of Mobs and Murders. It means a ton to Melissa and Mandy and they're working really hard to try to get this case solved and working with the widow who actually also followed us and thanked us for reposting and stuff. So we want to do anything we can to help. And she has some amazing stuff going on. So follow us on Instagram for sometimes important stuff and sometimes just like Mank holding a cheeseburger, which was his birthday post. Because the bun was had integrity. Yeah, he had bun integrity. It's he had bun integrity. Don't forget to check out A Day with the Bake. Day with the Bake and our Patreon and our Supercast. And remember to be your own Bob. You don't need a Bob. In fact, I'm going to go downstairs and tell my dad, Bob, I don't need you, Bob. Oh, I need that Bob. I'm my own Bob. Be your own best Bob. Be your own best Bob. Be your own secluded pool <laughs> that is not secluded. I love it. Cracklin' Rosie make me smile. <laughs> so I don't know Neil Diamond well enough. I'm embarrassed. Sweet Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> I am, I said. Okay, I, I lied. I know all Neil Diamond's <laughs> library. I'm so sorry. Love brother, loves brother, loves travel and salvation show. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know all Neil Diamond. This is a lie. They were once songs. doing a screening of Keeping Up with the Steins at a temple, and they wanted my boss to come, and he couldn't go, and he sent me in his place as the Jewish representative, even though I had nothing to do with the movie. That's the best thing. Yeah. Were they disappointed when they saw you and not him? Did they yeah, inform probably. them that Most you likely, were coming yeah. instead yeah. of him? Yeah. Did you have fun, though? Yeah. Oh, great. A bunch of old Jewish people watching a Jewish movie. There are like no Jewish movies. They were, except for like Schindler's List. They were really excited to see a Jewish comedy. I don't even, oh God. Bye everybody. (laughs) Okay, bye everybody. When I got to do it, we were taken to like back entrances to Sorry, go right on the Sorry, why were you, why, do you want this in the podcast? Because I feel like it's unrelatable content. Hashtag completely unrelatable content, but do you want people to know it? I don't care. It was my life in Hollywood, former hashtag Hollywood assistant life. Okay, so, so you were being a Hollywood assistant when you got to do this. You did not get to do this because you paid for the assistant. No, Absolutely you got to not. do this being attached to someone else. Correct. I don't even ever got anything just Explain being Kimberly. Explain to me exactly what it is. The con- it's a concierge that's with you all day. They are dressed up with the name tags and they're yeah. dressed like in the cute little Disneyland, you know, and mm-hmm. you just go either to the front of the line and you like literally wave to be- you're like, hi, it's embarrassing. Or they take you like back entrances. So you just go right onto the ride. Like you don't even have to see people sometimes. Did you see like Goofy smoking a cigarette behind a wall, no. <laughs> like hanging out and just taking a smoke break? Okay, hold on. Was You know, the... I did th- do think we did get to go through tunnels, though, because we were at a different part of the park. So what like, do you mean you think you got to I go through I think we tunnels. did. It was just quite a few years ago. It was like 2017. I wrote Charlie Corsmo a fan letter. <laughs> it's the only fan letter I've ever written. Did you know I love Charlie Corsmo? He was my first celebrity crush. And I saw Hook seven times in the theater. Oh, my God. 
I was young. I loved him. You did him. write hate mail to Amy Grant when she went secular, but... That was under duress. I was forced to do that. <laughs> I was forced by my parents to write a letter stating how disappointed we were, which is worse <laughs> than hate mail. Just the child's disappointment is what you've earned, Amy. But no, Charlie Cosmo, I wrote down the address in the back from Tiger Beat at a magazine stand because I knew my mom wouldn't let me buy the magazine. So I wrote down where to send letters to. Oh my God. And then I sent it. I never heard back. Never? You never got a signed headshot? Where is anything? Charlie Corsmo now? Does anyone even know who I'm talking about? He's like this. He was a kid. I vaguely I was do. also a kid. I don't want to Google him. I'm scared to see what he looks like now. I don't think he's acting anymore. He's probably like a lawyer. Yeah. He's probably going to show up on a dateline as the prosecutor. All right. <laughs> or a very highly paid defense attorney. Let me get this straight. In like the people's minds that are writing to Neil Diamond. Yeah think that little joseph is number one in hebrew school he deserves it and i told him if he learned all of the torah then he could and he got his braces taken off in time for the bat mitzvah that we would have neil diamond perform for him the neil diamond will come and sing crackling rosie joey needed neil diamond at the bat mitzvah we got to show up the schwartzman's bat mitzvah because their little tiffany Schwartzman, her bar mitzvah was trash. So we need Joseph's. I think I just switched up bar and bat mitzvah by accident. But sorry, bot is bot is girl, bar is bar is male. But uh, so 